0: Welcome back to Capital Chat. I am your host Jordan Lewis, and joining me now I have Ed Schoenfeld here to talk to me once more about true crime in Juno. We've talked a lot about true crime now that I think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot to talk about, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and and this is historic stuff. So don't or don't get scared. This isn't somebody hanging out by your back door who's going to break in and kill you. No, we're not. Ta-
0: we're not. We're also not talking anyone supernatural. So we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that.
1: Right? Now. No, no ghost stories here, but we've got our our, uh, our first Capital Killers true crime tour of the season coming up uh, this Saturday one o'clock starting at the City Museum and this is a historic uh, historic true crime tour it includes some famous and well one famous and quite a few uh, people who, who folks probably haven't heard about uh, who were murderers in Juneau and we talk about the victims and the times and the context so it's not all about Crime. It's a lot about Juno at the time, and, and the city museum does some historic Juno walking tours that go in more depth about the history and the buildings. But we talk about cases like well, if you've ever heard of the Birdman of Alcatraz, who there was a movie and a book about him, uh, he killed his first victim here in Juno. Um, and it's it's quite a story. He was a total lowlife, a pimp, and he had uh, he was known as the Peanut Kid because in a previous town, his job was going and getting peanuts and other snacks for uh, the people, the women who worked in the red light district, which was often called the Restricted District mm. or just the Line, and there was quite quite a lot of that in Juneau and Douglas uh, in, in historic times and actually probably up until the 40s or 50s. Um, and some of those folks ended up being victims, uh, not as sex crimes, but for their wealth, because uh, a uh, prostitute who knew what she was doing and could manage her money actually often had uh, a fair amount of wealth in those days if they didn't have a pimp ripping them off. But anyway, so uh, we talk about him. We talk about a famous at the time, uh, 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 Alaska performer uh, Billy Woodworth, who um, who ended up uh, at the bottom of the ocean, probably with a bullet in his head, and the boat he was on, uh, the burnt remnants around him. Uh, that was a fellow who f- spent a lot of time in Juneau. Actually, died elsewhere in southeast. But he had a, a traveling um, entertainment tour that went to canneries and small towns. And they, he was a filmmaker, so they'd show kind of silent films, little what we consider kind of a tourism ad these days but in those days it was exceptional for folks to to actually see movies this was in the teens um and uh sold a little bootleg liquor did some acting sang a lot of songs but uh things didn't go very well for for billy i was gonna say it
0: sounds like how you hear about people getting taken out in the old sort of like mafia movies where it's like ah you're going to be spending some time at the bottom of the sea for a little yeah. while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any cement uh, uh, shoes here, but, uh, but yeah, the concept was. And, you know, we had another guy we talk about, Alaska's first serial killer, uh, uh, who went through uh, quite a few different names. He was known as Edward Krause in Southeast. Um, some of the times and some of the times uh, under other names, none of which were his real original name, he tended to take people out on a boat or go out fishing with them on their boat and they'd never be seen again, but there were no bodies. Um, and he was a scary guy. So it took years and, and a really incredible detective to bring him, uh, to, to, uh, justice, so to speak.
0: Cause you've got my attention with that one already.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we don't know, uh, his real name was Edward Schlompke. He was from Germany, but he had lived in Alaska. He'd been a soldier. Um, and uh he would he would kill people and he would steal their identity and get into their bank accounts or possession he even paid taxes on some land in near chicago on one guy he had killed for years just to keep possession of it pretending to be the guy i don't think he ever did anything with it but
0: it's it's the illusion that everything is fine
1: yeah oh the guy was was a horrible person and also kind of a genius at what he was doing to get away with it as long as he did, but this is all stuff we'll be talking about um, this Saturday. We start at the Juno Douglas City Museum, uh, which is uh, right across uh, Main Street from the Capitol downtown. We start at one, and people should buy tickets in advance. And all they have to do is call the city museum and do that. Uh, they're they're easy to find. It's about ninety minutes we walk. It's not a real long walking tour. Uh, we do some at the museum. It's maybe three quarters of a mile, and we hit a number of spots that uh, that bring up um, that give us an opportunity to talk about what happened right there or nearby or in a building that used to be there.
0: Gotcha. You know, I've been meaning I I personally been meaning to go out there for and do one of those tours, but and even some of the things that we talked about previously. But so I have to I have to make sure I give the museum a call then. If I need to get that ticket in advance.
1: Yep, we we recommend those. Um, The the shows often, or the tours often sell out. Uh, This one hasn't, so there's still space. Um, But we also do uh, a Death in Douglas tour. It's a separate true crime tour. Uh, It starts uh, by the Montessori School uh, next to Savico Park, and the next one of those is uh, coming up Oh gosh, when is that? Um, that'll be in uh, July, uh, July eighth. Um, okay. And we talk about a lot about mining, and you just had somebody in here talking about mining and the Gold Rush Days event, which is a lot of fun. And um, we talk about the Treadwell Mine a lot. It was an incredible mine. It had you know, I can't remember maybe seventy-five miles of tunnels that are Ooh. you know probably largely caved in, but still there. Many of, some of them under the water and the old glory hole and and the superintendent there who got away with uh killing a guy in broad daylight in the city plaza okay now you have to give me more details <laughs> you describing it that way makes me like but how though <laughs> well it was it, if his name was joseph mcdonald uh he was not one of the best superintendents but he was successful but he he thought the Treadwell mine was his personal property and he didn't want anybody coming on it. He didn't want on it. And there was a, a guy who was an evangelist. His job was as a process server and a warrant server and he would show up and, and give people summonses and, and other legal documents and sometimes tell them, hey, you, you know, you've got to come to court um, or you know see the commissioner or whatever. It was sort of part of the judicial system. And this guy just irritated the heck out of him, and one day they had a face-off in the town plaza, and he claimed, McDonald, the superintendent, claimed that uh, he killed the guy in self-defense. But the evidence from from the witnesses who wouldn't be bribed, and a lot of people were bribed, was that he just pulled out his gun and shot this guy a couple times
0: isn't it always the self-defense defense defense
1: Mm -hmm. in a lot
0: of these cases i feel
1: it's you know and the thing is that's true we cover a number of cases um where um uh women have killed husbands or boyfriends or or pimps um and they were justified it was definitely self-defense uh there were some pretty pretty horrible people out there Uh, i was just looking up one of the people that that is it. My, my wife, Betsy Longenbaugh, who's the main driver on this and the uh, main host of the tour, and, and I do it with her. But she's written a, a book called uh, Forgotten Murders from Alaska's Capital, um, Hearthside and Rainy Day Retreat Have It. And we have a website where you can order through some sources there, uh, truecrimealaska.com. Um, and that has a chapter about Olga Day, who is a woman who we're she was separated from her husband, and uh, they had a child custody dispute, and he basically ambushed her and, and tried, to, tried to strangle her, and she knew he was after her, so she started carrying a gun, and she took him out, and uh, she was never charged, because she was, uh, everybody knew this guy, and people knew her, and she had a job uh, as kind of a housemaid for a very important family in town, and they pulled a few strings, and so uh, a number of the other women who who killed their husbands in self-defense, this is all historic stuff again, did get charged in jail. But um, a couple of them, uh, in fact, I was just writing a chapter for our next book about this particular case, uh, got eventually got off because they were defending themselves. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of fascinating history here that that's what drew us into it. We're not blood and gore sort of people. We don't talk about... Uh, a lot of the things that that might upset people we do recommend that this is a tour for adults maybe mature teens but people have brought kids who they felt you know are fine with it we're not you know there's just some things that maybe your kids don't want to hear about or you don't want your kids to hear about
0: i think i think you hit the nail on the head where it's it's really important to have the historical context for a lot of these cases because that explains why things kind of play out the way they Mm -hmm. do or why you have the reactions that you do at the time i think that's quite significant now, we actually are out of time, but I do want to thank you for coming on. And it's always fun chatting with you and learning the history about all this.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate being here. All righty. You have
0: been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.